0: Welcome to the podcast Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. And today we're gonna build two more books on your reading list. It's kind of a new format for me, but one that I'm really passionate about: the value of reading. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And have been here before, welcome back. She may know I've written a book called Brief: Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. She may not know, I've also written a book called Noise. Living and leading when nobody can focus. And today we're going to talk, do something different. I've never done this on the podcast before, which is I'm going to talk about two different books that are on my reading list. And this is just changing it up a bit. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I have rediscovered reading. And it's not like I'm illiterate or I don't read, but reading is is something that I had did a lot of when I was in college. I was an English literature major. I that's all we did was read, and I think I just read myself out. And years later, I'm realizing more and more the value of having a really good book. And I suffer from maybe what maybe many of you suffer from, which is the difficulty of, sort of sitting down and focusing on a book. Now I don't like clinically have ADD. Maybe I do. I don't know. But my attention is all over the place. Certainly is one of the reasons why. I was motivated to write the book Noise because I think that our mind is being pulled in a million different directions, and sitting down for 10 to 15 minutes and reading a book is difficult. And when I find really good books that I love to read, um, I remember them because I don't read 50 books at a time. And many of you maybe do that, and you're avid readers, and in that case, I'm just going to suggest... Two books that might be on your reading list, or at least share ones that I liked. And for those of you that, that aren't really avid readers, it's something that I, I suggest we do because it's a way of quieting the noise in our life. You know, take ten to fifteen minutes, quiet time every day to, you know, to fuel the heart, the mind, and soul. And in so I'm just gonna take the opportunity today to to talk about one book which is kind of professionally oriented and another book which is more personally oriented. Um, The professional book is a book that just really caught my attention. I read an article or I was doing research for the book Noise, and the book is called The Paradox of Choice. And The Paradox of Choice is by a guy named Barry Schwartz. And this is not a new book. The book has been out since 2004, but it really caught my attention. The second book that I'm going to talk about is a book called Isaac's Storm by Eric Larson. And that was a book that goes all the way back to 1999. So in in both of these cases, neither one of these books are are new. And in both cases, I enjoyed them for very different reasons. Let me talk about the first one, which is Paradox of Choice. When I was writing the book Noise, one of the things that really stuck in my head was the, the source of noise being choices that we have to make. And I talk a lot in the, in the book about information overload and weapons of mass distraction and smartphones and all the digital devices and the things that are competing for our attention. And as I was writing sort of the first or second draft, I omitted just talking about the dimension of choices in our life. And it's just something that for a lot of people can be very debilitating can really be a burden for them because there's so many choices. And certainly, I'm not going to argue against choice. I think choices, I mean, obviously, we want to have choice in our life. We don't want to be told what to do. But there's a point where there are so many things to choose from that we we just, it just takes a lot of energy and a lot of time to do that. And a lot of it just becomes kind of useless. Case in point, go to the supermarket and you look at like salad dressings. Yeah or you look at pasta, or you look at whatever the item is. And in many cases, I mean, we live in a, in a wonderful society in the United States, and I think in other places in the world it's similar, very similar, where you go to the supermarket and you have a lot of, in, the, in first world countries, a lot of choices, almost excessive choices. And that's just that's just shopping for, for food. Now you want to go and you want to look for clothing. And there's just like endless things to look through. And then you go online to look for a movie or you go to Amazon and you're scrolling. And it's just choice after choice after choice. And there's something that happens in us which just it's, it just weakens our ability to, to come to a decision because there's this fear of missing out or FOMO as they call it because we're kind of another swipe Go to another page. Might there might be another item? It's kind of like the game where you're looking under the boxes, but there's like an endless number of boxes, and you're like, okay, I can just look at one more box. Maybe there's another. And I think that that that's an issue. It's a serious serious issue. So I, when I was doing research for the book, this title popped up: the Paradox of Choice. And I think it's noteworthy. Um, really, what he talks about in the book is just, you know, are these choices liberating for us? Or are they debilitating? And they can't, there can't, we have to strike the right balance. So I'm just going to, if you go through the the kind of table of contents of the book, it really tells the story of like, all right, he starts talking about going shopping and then it's like new choices and going online and picking colleges and universities. And it's just one thing after another. and And then he gets into like how we decide and how we choose and the connection between choice and happiness and missed opportunities. And then the problem of regret. And how do we start to get better at making a choice? Um, There's a tendency um, to think, and I think people fall into this trap of, well, if some is good, more is better. And that, and he really, the point of this book is more often is worse. So limiting the choices can make our life significantly easier. And in the my, my perspective from the book Noise, less noisy, right? more quiet. Um, my father had, and I've mentioned him on a number of podcasts, had a lot of really great quotes. And one of them was, do something even if it's wrong. And he always qualified, not if it was morally wrong. But his, his emphasis was, all right, do some research, make a decision, and then stick with it. And that being decisive in that way um, really helped him Stay clear. Stay focused. Well, the amount of choices that we face can be overwhelming. It is certainly like information overload. So this book I think is noteworthy in that in that regard, the paradox of choice by Barry Schwartz. So um, that's that's one of the books on my reading list. So changing that was from a professional standpoint to a personal one. This book, Isaac Storm, and I'm excited to talk about this book because it really when I when I read books, I'll if I really like a book, I, I won't stop reading it. And this is, I would say, in the last 10 years, one of my 10 favorite books. I just grabbed this book and I couldn't put it down. And what what made this book so gripping for me? Um, again, the, the author is Eric Larson. It was about the deadliest hurricane in, in, in U.S. history. It was in September um, of 1900, and it was in Galveston, Texas. And it tells the story of um, Isaac Klein, who was a meteorologist, and he worked for the U.S. Weather Bureau. And, and the point of the story is—I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a historical novel, so it's—if you, you want to just Google it, you can, you can find out what you know what happened in that hurricane. It, you know, over six thousand people died. So it wasn't like when when I was reading it, I didn't know what the ending was. I mean, I knew the point of the book. I did some research on it, and you could just read the, bas- the back cover to kind of tell you the gist of the story why did i why did I enjoy or this you know put this as one of my top ten books? Well, first of all, it was just so surprising to me um, the evolution of meteorology and how um, just a hundred and some years ago, how little they knew about the weather and that that whole reveal about um, you know how they would be able to to know where storms are coming from they didn 't have radar you know so storms would come. And it was like they were blind to them. And they were starting to discover techniques to, um, you know, obviously, to measure changes in barometric pressure and the barometer. And there was some really good history there. But I didn't realize, we take it for granted, that we know where the weather is coming from. Well, back in the day, and this whole part of the book was very surprising to me how, how much our world has advanced specifically in the prediction and understanding of weather and weather patterns. Well, in this particular case, um, it was a personal recounting of you know, this guy's emergence as a very like early-on meteorologist using some of these new techniques, but how through a whole series of miscues they didn't know the storm was coming, and how the town of Galveston was completely oblivious to the oncoming storm. And as I read it, I got pulled into the scene where I was part of the, I was part of that scene. And the description became almost vivid in my mind of what was happening, what would happen if a city, you know, a coastal city. And at the time, Galveston was one of the top four or five ports in the United States. It no longer is, precisely because of the storm. So people were oblivious. They were about their business, and I don't know if it was on a weekend or whatever, but they were at the ocean, and they see storm surges, and all these maybe early indicators were completely ignored and this meteorologist, Isaac, was trying to alert people to this, but it was all of his warnings were falling on deaf ears. So there was, a, there was like an impending sense of doom or tragedy building in the story where I just got, I literally got, I got sucked into the tragedy of it all. And I remember reading, as I was reading towards the end, as they were describing the scenes of this tragedy, this horrific moment in the city, of, I, that I, I personally felt, felt a sense of loss. And this transcended a hundred and some years. Um, I read this book probably five or ten years ago. Um, It really affected me, like I was there. And it was just—it was—it was was a deep tragedy, and it just—it personally connected with me. I felt it. Um, So it's not a book that was uplifting to me, but it was a book that connected me to history in a way that really surprised me. And for that reason, it's on my reading list: Isaac's Storm. So, regardless um, if you read these two titles or not. I highly recommend that you spend ten to fifteen minutes a day reading. Give yourself some quiet time every day. Build a reading list. It starts with having a list of books that you really want to um, really want to read, and that's my recommendation. Build a reading list. Just saying. For more information on our books tools, workshops, webinars, and keynotes, please visit thebrieflab.com, T-H-E-B-R-I-E-F-L-A-B.com.